What's going on? Welcome to Fit, Healthy, and Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. And he's here with his co-host, KG, in the house. <laughs> Took you a second. Well, I wasn't sure if you were going to say, I'm with my co-host, uh, and then I say KG. We're still, we're still getting this down. We just do random things. Without further ado, I posted the story. I said, hey, go ahead, ask us some questions. Uh, that'll be awesome. And guess what? We got some questions. We got some questions. We got a lot of questions. So we're going to create some great content. Um, by the time you're hearing this, we'll be kind of on our way to the Arnold's later this week, I suppose. If you're hearing this on Monday, we'll be heading out Thursday. So we're going to film two of these today, actually, to make sure we're ahead and we're not missing out anything. Um, we're going to potentially try and film a really fun episode. We'll see if it comes to fruition. But uh, we got some really exciting things coming, so make sure you're subscribed. Tell a friend. Lots of good content to come. So first question is from Dominic Anderson, and he asks, how can you come back from an injury slash surgery? That is a great question. Um, let me see. I... So I, I, <laughs> I got some actionables around that. So I like to call myself the master of working around injuries with my personal training clients. People always come to me and like, this hurts. How can we work around it? And I've gotten pretty good over the years, even with myself. And my number one rule is don't be an idiot and rest because I've been an idiot numerous times. So for me, um, I guess one time, I guess I must have shortened or pulled my trap pretty bad, like kind of my middle back trap. And now all the time I'll feel it kind of knot up, shorten, and I'll get pretty serious back pain. It hurts to kind of move. It's just from that really tightened muscle and I'll have to knead it out and be patient. And before I would rush myself back to the gym, usually when this happens, I need at least five days to just kind of recover. I can usually do light legs to work around it, but I have to be very careful. So this happens maybe like four or five times a year at most. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been stretching a lot more and working against it and I haven't had it happen in a long time, thankfully. But when it does happen, the smartest thing you can do is give your body the necessary rest it needs. Listen to your body. If it says something hurts, it probably hurts for a reason. And it's telling you, hey, stay away from that. Now, the best ways to recover, though, are do your hot-cold therapy. I always encourage that. Ice baths are absolutely wonderful for fast recovery. If you really, really need to get back quick, that's how you're going to do it. Stay hydrated. Stay um you know, eating nutritious, healthy foods. And then most importantly, um, you know, if you need to talk to someone, find the appropriate rehab to speed up the recovery. So for me, you know, it's all about um, the hot, cold therapy. It's about kneading it out. It's about stretching it out once it's a little better. It's about being intelligent with it and working smart. And uh, this video could go a million ways based yeah. on a million different injuries. Um, we have some, obviously, for some other kind of issues, right? Like we've done... Which what we've done? We've done tennis elbow. Pelvic so tilt. That, pelvic Not so tilt. much injuries as... But they're issues. Issues. Yeah. But, yeah, so injuries, it's all about being smart and not rushing yeah. it. Yeah. Listen to your body, and I'd say, like, obviously ease into it. If you're someone that's a power lifter and you've taken quite a few weeks off, you're not going to be able to come in and do exactly what you were doing. Just listen to your body, see how it feels, and kind of make a smart decision from there. And like Josh was saying, feedback is always great. Talk to trainers, talk to coaches and physiotherapists or whatever where they can offer some value and tell you what to do. And a big one for me is if you try to rush come and come back and you come back at 60% and you're working out at 60% for a week and a half because you came back too early, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. Mm -hmm. I like to come back when I, you know, I can at least comfortably say I'm around 80, 90%. 
feel like it's better to be smart. And if it's a small injury and you can prevent it from being a big injury by perhaps, you know, if you have a little tenderness in your back, ooh, this could be bad, maybe skip that for the day, work around it, Mm -hmm. heal it up, stretch it out, um, kind of battle that out. Yeah, adding on to that, like, if you're someone that's, like, trying to tough it out just to say, hey, I worked through this injury and and I'm crushing the gym, but you're giving, like, 10%, there's literally no point in trying to be a hero. Just take the necessary time and and you'll be good to go uh, within the following weeks. And then as far as the surgery, you'd obviously have to listen to what the surgeon tells you in terms of recovery and what to do, uh, number one. I feel like a lot of people rush it and they cause more issues. But past that, um, obviously, you shouldn't have too much muscular dystrophy if you're out of the gym for a week or two weeks. If it's anything more than that, I definitely recommend at least trying to walk to at least have some muscular stimulus when you can, um, when they allow you to. So as soon as they do, you may not be able to come back and pump the gym right away, but try to stay active try to stay moving and that's going to help that muscle as opposed to just laying down too much and then once you can you know get back to it and transition back slowly don't jump to 100 percent of your load you know maybe work at 30 to 50 percent of your load slowly reintroduce the volume and then before you know it, you'll bounce back but not a big deal it's important not to get about in your head when you're out of the gym for a while you know life goes on your body will readapt quite quickly there you go next why can't i figure out leg drive on the bench that's from eric that's a really good question Leg drive is super, super complicated, uh, even though it shouldn't be, because I could tell you how to do it for three hours, but until you learn to kind of do it yourself and cue it properly, it's very awkward. So essentially, it really comes down to timing and practice. So I recommend grabbing like um, just a barbell and really playing around. As soon as you get that pause in your chest, learning how to drive those feet into the floor towards your glutes and power in towards that bar. It's a little bit of an awkward movement, especially to do it while keeping your butt down on the bench. But once you do get a hand of it and you really hit it hard, um, you'll really increase your PR. I was kind of stuck around 335 for a while. I got to leg driving really properly and that's how I got up to my 365 bench press and that was an absolute massive tool to me. So more than anything, Eric, it's just about practicing, learning, mm-hmm. seeing what's comfortable for you. Um, another really big tip, uh, if you're not benching flat-footed, I'm quite positive you do, but if you're not benching flat-footed, that's another easy way to kind of have a better leg draft. Um, I used to do the tippy-toe bench, show to Kyle, but for one of the feds we were competing in, we had to learn flat-footed, and I find it's a lot more comfortable for that leg drive. So if I have a good pin, I really just envision I'm pushing from the legs in towards my butt as if my body was an angle, and I'm pushing my lower rear delts and scapula really, really hard into that bench as I push that bar away from me. And then once you get the timing of that, you get that extra drive and power off the chest. Yeah, and if you're actually applying this to all of your exercises, the more you know often you do it, the more often you'll be able to get better at it for the bench press. Like I'll never forget the day where one day, Josh, I was going for 510 pounds on a deadlift. I've never hit it before, and Josh gave me the simple cue. He said, drive through your legs, push your feet into the ground as hard as you can. And the second I did that, I was able to rip the bar up. And if you apply this for the deadlift, for the squat, for everything else, oftentimes you'll be able to do it a little bit better on the bench press. Fantastic. All right, next up. Uh, still loving that purple monster question mark from Sophia. So um, there was one summer, purple monsters weren't in Canada. So a lot of some fan, we're from Canada, if you don't know that, Toronto, Ontario. But um, a lot of awesome people, a lot of our followers and you know people we coach and stuff that are amazing uh, members of this community and family uh, sent us out some yeah, purple monster care packages. We had a lot of them sent out to us and we were loving them and it was super cool and super new. But I can't say I have it as no, much. I, I like it, but it's kind of like eh. 
You know, for, the white ones are my favorite. Yeah, white's the best. I feel like it's one of those things where you, when you can't get your hands on something, you feel like you need to get it, and it tastes even better. Yeah, it's rare. It's rare, it's, right? It's a novelty. Yeah, so I was like, I was obsessed with it because I was like, oh, we don't have them here. But now, like, white's better, orange is better. I, I like all of them better than purple, but it's still, you know, it's pretty solid. Yeah, but, I've, I've had it, I think, like a month ago. It's still really good. Mm-hmm. I like it from time to time. I mean, all the flavors are getting kind of old to me. I've, um, the whites just taste good. Just tastes super like energy fake-ish and mm-hmm. you know it's what I identify it's a good energy drink and mm-hmm. it maybe gives me some nice placebo to think that I'm going to get fired up and I had uh, the new Joker ones are called Joker Energy it's got like a Joker's face on it kind of like mm. uh, I've never tried that them. it's good and it's cheap it's really cheap they got like two for four two for three fifty sign me up so I've been having those when I can they have them at some SOS man nice yeah that's kind of a fun question I like it Okay, this is a really cool one. This is Sophia's second question. She said, on a more serious note, is um, is being outgoing an important part of being a personal trainer? And I love this. Um, there's there's days when I'm personal training someone and I come in and I, I feel I'm not there. You know, I have yeah. to be high energy for someone. I need yeah. to encourage them. I need to be that flame that's kicking them in the butt. Mm-hmm. But the days, you know, where I feel a little under the weather, a little dis... Um, involved or you know a little I got something going on in my head it's hard for me and I find the client you know will sometimes not be able to push through it as much but you know if you're coming into work and someone goes wow it's a wonderful day we're gonna do so much good work yeah. today and they're not annoying about it that's another important thing you don't want to be fake with someone yeah. but if you can be honest and happy and a big thing for me that I think has made me a much better personal trainer is uh, I try to really kind of enjoy and um just let every one of my clients successes sink in as much as i would my personal one so i'll be like wow it's it's incredible you know you've lowered your waist measurement by two inches or this has been amazing we've done a great um you know recomp of your body like every client that i see succeed i see as a personal success because it's something we've done together they've obviously done the work but i've helped kind of puppeteer it and orchestrate it and i really like to enjoy when i see a client succeeding and i find when i enjoy their successes i'm able to enjoy it and be more outgoing and be more encouraging and i really look forward to training them and i enjoy every second i have with them as opposed to being like oh i have to quote unquote work yeah uh, josh it stuck to me because quite a while ago he said something um along the lines of you know act as if this is going to be the best workout you know Mm. they're ever going to have and every time i try to go in and obviously you know when you have long hours and and a lot of people you're working with sometimes it's tough but if you can consciously think hey this is gonna be the best workout ever how can i make it the best you'll apply that energy you'll get them fired up you'll you'll you know give them the right cues but there have been times where occasionally you're just like you don't really feel into it like you know the other day i had a 10 o'clock session and i was up since five it was a long day and I was like oh man like I, I it's I'm tired it's gonna be tough but the second I got in there I'm just like fired up I'm like man this guy's paying me money so I'm not gonna stand here and just be low energy and and like he's putting in the work so I've got to give him the energy so I think that's one of the things that separates Josh and myself from any other personal trainer is when they come into the gym it's just it's not just like hey what's up how's it going it's like all right what's going on like we're gonna crush this workout and we're here to see you succeed like we're high energy and we actually care about what we're doing so and it is important i think another huge point is you need to act how the client wants you to act that, yeah every person is different yeah. 
I have people that come in and I'm like, all right, let's go, buddy. Come on, cut it out. No more excuses. We're hustling yeah, today. Like, yeah. let, you know, you can tease, you know, have some fun, like kind of the guy, haha. Like, yeah. you ain't going to do that. Like, everyone responds different. Like, for me, if someone says I'm not going to do something, it makes me want to do it more than anything in the world. So, like, some of my friends and stuff, I'm working out with them, they'll be like, you can't hit that PR. Like, yeah. you're going to fail. Yeah. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, screw these guys. I'll show them. But some people, if I were to say, you're going to fail, you can't do this, they'd yeah. be like, what? And it would be really self-defeating. So you need to know what people respond to. Do they respond to positive enforcement? Do they respond to jokes? Do they respond to screaming? Do they like to work out in yeah. silence and have a very serious, technical, calculated training environment? Um, and if you use the wrong like motivation mechanism for someone, mm-hmm. you're going to do more harm than good. If Some people do not like to be yelled at. They yeah. don't like to have voice raised and encouraged that way. Some people like a ton of positive. Um, you're doing great. This is amazing. And some people like it when you're really real with them and yeah. you're just very black and white. And everyone's different and you have to experiment and do what that person needs. Yeah, one thing I actually uh, I couldn't agree more. I actually um, was thinking about this and I was talking to one of my clients the other day about it because he's the most high energy. I've never seen someone walk in and just like be so fired up. And what I try to do is I try to see where the client's set and what they actually enjoy and just go one step above them or two steps above them so for this guy I'm not going to be you know standing there giving him you know simple cues like I'm going to be like all right man like I'm so fired up but there's other people who just are very low-key or very silent and just it's the way they are everyone's different a different type of person and it's important not to be crazy energetic if there's someone that's like more relaxed if that makes sense and to expand on that I would say outgoing is an important part, but it's not the most important Mm -hmm. part. Um, If you're thinking of becoming a personal trainer, I would say the most important thing of all is confidence. So, um, and by confidence, what I mean by that is confidence that you can actually help someone and you know what you're doing. I think there'd be nothing worse than, you know, and I see some trainers like, oh, maybe I can do that. And I think that's why we've been able to amass a respectable amount of clients because when, when someone calls me up and they say, this is my problem, I'm like, yeah, no problem. This is, I'll do X, Y, and Z. I'll get you there. And that's something that does come with experience. So if you're new and you're thinking of doing it, study and learn as much as you can. Do test cases. Train your friends for free. Before I got into it, I trained a ton of people. I sent up programs, like 15 people. And I experimented, learned. And you have to play with different people. Like, you can train a 200-pound dude uh, very different than you would a 100-pound girl, but some girls need to train the same way as a 200-pound dude, and some mm-hmm. 200-pound dudes need to train like a small girl. Like Everyone is different. Everyone responds to different stimulus. You have to understand variances in each person, and especially with online now, the more people I've helped, the more I've learned to not fall in love with any set calculations of this is the amount of carbs you need, this is your maintenance, this is how much volume you should do. So you really have to learn to tailor, taper, and adjust. There you go. That's a great question. That was good. I like that. And I like the fun energy drink one. We got yeah. the best of both worlds. Um, so let's go with an easier one here as our last question because we got to film two of these puppies. Um, favorite go-to, I don't know what that word is, meal to take with you when you don't have a lot of time prep. I'm guessing friendly probably, macro-friendly meal um when you don't have a lot of time so to take with you uh i don't pack a ton so maybe kyle will have more so two things lately um i always pretty much buy lunch and then uh breakfast is the big one because i wake up and then i'm out of the let's house elaborate on why we buy lunch even though we've yeah. done it before yeah okay cool. so if you 
Yeah, sort of interrupt. But no, go ahead. If you just go out each day, eh, I don't know what I'm going to eat, and then that's when you end up like mm-hmm. pinning down a bunch of stupid macro burgers or something. I eat out every day, and so does Kyle, because we find it's the best use of our time. Um, we're not preparing anything. We go to this burrito place. We're probably in there for 15, 20 minutes, I'd mm-hmm. say, and we get about 1,100 calories of food. Uh, and within that, let me just pull it up for y'all. But what we're getting is uh, we just get rice, a ton of veggies, and they give a lot of meat at this particular location. It's insane. It's quite extensive how much you get, yeah. and we know we feel good on it. It's really good post training, uh, and it's very worth the value. So for about twelve dollars, eleven eighty, we get nine hundred and thirty two calories, which works for us quite well. About eighty four protein, eighty eight carbs, thirty five fat, and that is like for twelve bucks. I'd have a very hard time packing that. So. I like that staple. I like my breakfast staple, and I usually make a snack and then a dinner. That's worked well for me. But Kyle is usually more like on the go, so here is his packing foods on top of that. Yeah, so for breakfast, I'm usually up and then out of the house within five or ten minutes. So lately, I've been alternating each day. One of them is overnight oats. I was telling one of my clients about this the other day. It's great. So you would just take your oatmeal, put it in a container, and put whatever you want in it. And that literally takes like three to five minutes the night before, and then you're good to go, and you can have it in the morning. Toss some peanut butter, some protein, um, like I said, the oats, uh, blueberries, and that's just overall great because you can get a lot of protein, a lot of carbs, and it's pretty filling and healthy for you. Um, And then I've also been doing smoothies because it takes like three to five minutes in the morning. We did it in Miami and I just bought a Ninja blender. So I've been doing it most mornings and you can fill that up with whatever you want. And the best part about these is you make it whatever you please. And uh, it just tastes great. And on top of that, you know, we have lunch out and then for dinner, I'll just have something like I'll prepare it maybe, you know, uh, midweek or on Sundays or both actually. And then just have some like sweet potato fries and, you know, chicken and just do like a little bit of a meal prep and uh, keep it in the fridge here at the gym. So that's kind of what I've been up to and uh, works pretty well. So that's about it. Beauty. All right, let's do one more. Let's make this a really quality episode. I love it. I'm liking it. Um, so next question we got so many good ones here. Um, give me some reasons to start deadlifting. And why were you afraid of squatting in the gym? Oh, and were you ever afraid of squatting in the gym? So uh, was I ever afraid of squatting in the gym? No, I was actually never afraid to squat in the gym. I don't know. I, I was lucky. I started working out when I was really into sports, and I think I was more confident and kind of egotistical than I mm-hmm. should have been almost. But for that reason, I didn't care. I went in, I just started hacking things out and learning it on my own accord. And I did study like a lot of videos. I actually watched a lot of, um, started watching a lot of Mike Chang, Six Pack Shortcuts. <laughs> I love it. So I, I started with some bro philosophies and learned some things wrong. And I started watching Scott and then I started reading. And the best way to learn if something is smart or intelligent usually is if it's reaffirmed constantly and if it's reaffirmed in the appropriate literature. So like... You know, just because you hear one dude say it in the gym, start Googling it, see if a lot of people are agreeing on it and people that you respect, and then that's usually how you'll know if something's accepted in fitness. And then if you really want to go deep, you can look for all the peer-reviewed stuff. But once again, I mean, one, one regret even I would have is if you buy too much into, oh, you know, this is the science behind it, this is the calculation, can't do more than this volume, and you get super, super analytical about everything, I swear it just sucks all the fun out of training. Yeah. Because I always, and I swear this is how I got so big, it's I just trained hard. I just went in and I hustled, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, 
I'm stronger than I should be or this is too much volume or maybe I can't take I just went in and I hustled and if it was too much I backed off and it wasn't enough I pushed myself more and like I feel like that's the best way to train sometimes obviously if you're getting hurt definitely slow it down but at the end of the day training is meant to be hard and fun and grimy and you have to learn to push you can't just count on it being really sucky and analytical and if it is in my opinion it's boring as all all can be so squatting to me was a natural step uh i remember the first time i squatted i i actually pulled my back it's funny enough we were talking about that one of my buddies he played like triple a hockey or whatever and he took me to the gym before i started working out and he made me squat freaking two plays jeez and I would probably weigh like a buck sixty or something, and I'm I'm decently tall too, right? So I was skinny, and obviously I probably didn't pin my back. I probably put it right on my my spine there, whatever the T1 or whatever it is, and I just kind of went down. I remember leaning forward, buckling, and the weight crushed on me, and I pulled my back Dang. pretty bad. So that wasn't fun, and after that I didn't want it. But past that, I found it pretty natural. I'm I'm lucky biomechanically it was very rewarding for me to squat but if you're afraid to squat um get someone to show you who actually will take the time to show you properly um learn the mechanics usually with a goblet squat beforehand in my opinion i'd say once you can goblet squat about 50 pounds comfortably Mm -hmm. so goblet squats when you pick up the goblet you hold it in front of your chest uh it's going to teach you to step back and have someone check make sure you know you have even weight distribution you're sitting back you're not putting too much stress on the knee or the shin and then once you do that start to learn to use the barbell learn bracing all those things but just be smart about it but don't care what people think or say you know but you don't want to jump into these advanced movements without learning the basic motor patterns so definitely make sure you're kind of acquainted with all that before doing that anything to add there no i was just scared because uh it made me so sore i was a runner when i started lifting weights and i would skip uh skip leg day a lot because like i'd have to run 10k the next day and i'm like oh i don't want to be sore for this but once i finally actually started not skipping leg day and and started hitting the squats heavy that's when i saw the best results ever so definitely don't be scared of it and uh it's a fun thing to you know learn and master and then deadlifts are obviously fantastic. It's just like if I were to choose one exercise that's just like the most beneficial for overall muscle gain, it's it's the deadlift. Obviously, the squat, I'd say, is up there as well. I think it's pretty even between the two, but just fantastic. You're strengthening your lower back. You're working on your legs. You're working every muscle group, and just uh, you can lift a lot of weight. Yeah, if you want to get massy and get some strength, that's why I'd recommend deadlifting. And there's just such a good feeling about deadlifting. You just feel like an uncaged beast when you do it. Yeah. And even, uh, it stuck with me too, because someone was asking about Kyle, and he's like, oh, is he even that big now? He hasn't been deadlifting as much. Oh, yeah. something. I was thinking, I'm like, man. And I was even telling Kyle, when we deadlifted a ton yeah. for one of our series, I remember I was very lean, but I felt that I was very massy. And when I deadlift, I feel like I just pack on mass on my back. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I have a really thick, good-looking back when I'm deadlifting a lot. So we've been getting into heavy deadlifts a ton more, even ourselves, and we've been upping the frequency. Um, for most people, I'd say once a week is plenty. Don't feel you got to do it a ton, especially if you're going heavy. Deadlift is the one thing you can really be careful with volume because it is so taxing. But really just double down on that form before you jump into any of that. But we'll call it here. Uh, this was a good episode. We're going to be filming another one. They're going to enjoy next week. We have so many good questions, so 
thank you so much to everyone on Instagram who took the time to ask them. It means the world. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, please, please leave a review. Uh, we get a few more every week, and it honestly means so much. We love seeing that notification notification come up. So if you want to make our day and be awesome, we'd appreciate if you took a few seconds to leave the review. Now, I know a lot of people have no idea how to leave a review or what a review is. So all you basically do is you're just going to go to your iTunes um Usually, can you do it on your phone? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. So just type in Fit Healthy and Happy Podcast. You should see it kind of come up. I know you're probably already subscribed, but you'll see your little rating review there. You know, just leave your review, um, leave a comment, and then right there, boom, you made someone's day. Well, mine and Kyle's yep. day. And that's awesome. So thanks for tuning in with us. Have a great rest of the day. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.